Welcome back. Here we go. So another episode of the Quarter by Quarter podcast, your home for all things NBA. On today's episode, guys, I will be discussing the NBA offseason a little bit, talking about some of the teams that you guys should be paying attention to, and just talking a little bit about the format of the show moving forward. New episodes are going to air on Spotify and Apple iTunes every Thursday from here on out at one o'clock. We're going to start today's episode by talking about the NBA offseason. There were some big trades that went down, none bigger, though, than Russell Westbrook for John Wall. John Wall is now no longer on the Washington Wizards and is playing for the Houston Rockets this year. And Russell Westbrook is going to play for the Wizards. So this is a trade that I think might end up working out for both teams. Russell Westbrook wanted out of Houston. Um, He's going to go to a situation where he has an all-star caliber player in Bradley Beal. And Beal doesn't need the ball in his hands nearly as much as James Harden does. So those both Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal might end up complementing each other pretty well. John Wall is in a kind of weird situation in Houston right now. And I'll get into a little more of that in just a minute. But James Harden is demanding a trade, wanting to get out of Houston. John Wall is coming over to a team where they've added some new pieces. Um, Again, they've lost Russell Westbrook now because he was part of that trade. And John Wall is going to have to kind of figure out um, how to fit in over there. I think John Wall is a tremendous player, but we'll see how he plays coming back from his injury. Um, He also is teaming up with DeMarcus Cousins, who, again, has been injured the last several years, it seems. Um, So, yeah, Houston. We'll see how Houston looks. Um, They also took uh, picked up Christian Wood in free agency, who played on the Pistons last year. And after the Pistons traded Drummond, Wood played at a very high level. Um, For some reason, Detroit decided not to Uh, give him a sizable contract. So he's on Houston now. And if he was playing anywhere close to the way he was playing for Detroit, uh, Houston could end up not actually regressing as much as some people are thinking they're going to. And that leads me into talking a little bit about James Harden. So James Harden, I watched the preseason game yesterday. Twitter was going crazy because he has showed up out of shape. Um, I'm finding it even harder to cheer for James Harden. I know if you have tuned into the Quarter by Quarter podcast in the past, you know that I am not a big fan of James Harden. Um, And it's not only because of his game now. Um, He has been partying in Vegas um, over the last couple of weeks, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, and it's becoming harder and harder to root for him um, or wish him any good here. Um, and that's fine. I think for me personally, I think it's it, the league is more fun when you have players that you're rooting against. And I don't have very many of those in the league. I'll get into Brooklyn in a minute, so maybe there are a couple more players. But apart from James Harden, there's not very many. Um, but James Harden is demanding a trade. He's wanting to go to a team that is a championship contender. And if I'm Houston, yeah, I am keeping James Harden on the team unless they're able to trade him and get a lot of assets in return. Again, they should not. James Harden is a top five player in the league, the best offensive player in the league. Um, Not somebody you should just get rid of uh, without getting a lot back. So it'll be interesting to see. I was thinking that James Harden was going to be gone by the beginning of the regular season. But now as we're getting closer and closer, again, we're only a little, or I think we are only, yeah, we're less than a week away now. Um, 
yeah, it's looking less likely that he'll be traded before the start of the season, but you never know. You never know. So time will tell with that one. I'm sure we'll be talking about the James Harden situation more next week. Um, As of today, Giannis, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Milwaukee Bucks has signed his extension. Um, It's, I think it's five years and it's over $200 million. Again, that doesn't mean that he'll be in Milwaukee for all of those five years, but it does lock him into that contract. And I think that I believe that the only way he would be able to get out of that, well, not really out of that contract, but out of Milwaukee would be via trade. Um, So this is amazing news for Milwaukee fans. Um, One of the best sports moments, if not the best sports moment to ever happen to Milwaukee. Um, Again, they're a small market team, a team where uh, you are not expecting star players and star players that have a choice to stay or to leave, you would expect them to leave, but Giannis is deciding to stay, at least for the next couple of years. And if they're able to put a complimentary piece with Giannis, again, Chris Middleton is a talented player, but it's not enough. And as we've seen time and time again, Giannis continues to work on his game, continues to get better, but when playoffs come and the way that teams play defense, uh, Giannis is not nearly as effective as he normally is in the regular season. Yeah, it's great that he's won a couple of MVP awards, but again, until he gets to that championship, um, until he gets to that championship or at least gets to the finals, um, people are going to kind of see him as this great, great regular season player who can't deliver in the playoffs. And I, for one, am rooting for Giannis. I know how hard he works. He seems like a really good guy. Um, and I'm happy for the Milwaukee fans that they have a star player that is deciding to stay. I think it's great for the league. A lot of people were talking about him possibly going to Dallas and playing with Luka. And that would have been like, I mean, that would have been Durant level, uh, Durant to Golden State level of unfairness. Um, so I'm glad that's not happening. I'm glad for the league. Um, but talking a little bit about <laughs> unfair um the rich just got richer with the Los Angeles Lakers, um, picking up Mark Gasol, Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, um, and I'm forgetting someone. Oh, yeah, Montrez Harrell. So, yeah, the Lakers have become much better. Yes, they lost some players, Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, but not players that they're going to miss a lot. They were able to keep KCP, Kuzma, um, and Horton Tucker, um, Talon Horton Tucker, Uh, Just scored over 30 points in a preseason game. I think it was two days ago. And again, he's a second-year player that the Lakers just drafted in the second round. If he turns out to be a highly talented guard, uh, the Lakers are one of the deepest teams of all time. Um, It's crazy to say, but even if Anthony Davis, not hoping this happens, but if he went down with an injury of any sort, I still think they could compete in the West and compete for a championship. I think that would maybe be a little, I don't think if LeBron were to get injured, I don't think that would be the case, but it's crazy how deep that the Lakers have become. Again, they're the favorites to repeat this year. And, but on the flip side of that standing in their way, again, a lot of people are very high on the Los Angeles Clippers coming off a very, very disappointing performance in the final, or sorry, not in the finals, but in the bubble, in the playoffs, where they were up 3-1 on the Denver Nuggets and completely blew it. Paul George has been taking a lot of heat, 
and maybe rightfully so. He actually came out uh, maybe a week or two ago and was blaming Doc Rivers, um, some of his coaching game plan for the reason that the Los Angeles Clippers struggled. Uh, most NBA analysts say that Paul George is just making excuses, and I'm apt to agree with them on that. Um, but we'll see what happens with the Clippers this year. I am excited to kind of see the Lakers and Clippers go against each other. They play on opening night. Um, so I'm excited to see that matchup again. No matter what, the Clippers are a very talented team. It's just going to come down to playoff time again. And does Paul George show up? Kawhi Leonard didn't look like himself either in the bubble. He didn't look like he was playing um, as high of a level as we're accustomed to with him. But a lot of the onus is going to fall on Paul George's shoulders. And the fact that he is coming out with all these excuses and blaming all these other people is going to just put more pressure on him. So we'll have to see what happens there. And the last thing that I want to talk about with the NBA offseason is actually with a team that didn't make a whole lot of moves, but has two players coming back and a new coach. And that is the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They hired Steve Nash as their head coach a two-time former MVP and one of the best point guards that the league has ever seen. Um, People are kind of questioning this coaching choice. Um, One, because they wanted more diversity in the league, which is very, very understandable um, when it comes to coaching staff, but partly because Steve Nash has never coached before. Um, So it will be interesting to see how he meshes with players. From what I've read and from what I understand, Steve Nash is a very likable guy. He's able to get along with people very well. So I'm expecting great things from him. Um, I'm expecting him to be able to handle the hurricane that's coming his way in the personalities of both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who are both coming back from injury um, to a team, to a Brooklyn team that could compete without them. So I really think that the Brooklyn Nets are kind of the Eastern Conference equivalent of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I, if they stay healthy, I foresee them meeting the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals this year. But that is a big if. Again, Kyrie Irving has not had a healthy year or a healthy season where he's made it all the way through 82 games, maybe ever in his career. I didn't look it up prior to recording this, but... I can't remember him ever having a year where he remained healthy. He's always having a knee or a shoulder issue of some sort. Kevin Durant was always a very durable player, but now, again, he's coming off a very significant Achilles injury, so time will tell how he deals with that. From what I saw in the first preseason game for the Brooklyn Nets, they looked incredible. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving looked like they didn't miss a beat. Uh, Kevin Durant's first basket was a dunk. Um, And he looks like his former self. Again, just an unstoppable offensive machine. Only The only player that I can think of better offensively than him might be James Harden. Um, But Kevin Durant's length, again, you can't compete with it. So, yeah, we'll see what happens out east, but I'm definitely expecting uh, good things with the Brooklyn Nets. I briefly want to go over some of the games that you should be looking forward to next week. I will not be going over the Christmas Day games until next Thursday. Um, A new episode will go up on Christmas Eve at 1 o'clock. I'm sure no one's going to be listening on Christmas Eve at 1 o'clock. But again, every Thursday at 1, there will be a new episode. Um, So the NBA regular season is starting on Tuesday. Two matchups that day, both on TNT, 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I'm glad it's not 7.30 and 10.30 
or 8 and 10.30, 7 and 10. I like that. There's even a little break between the games. Um, you have the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry is back. Um, they picked up Kelly Oubre, trying to make up for Clay Thompson's absence. Again, he was injured during the offseason. Didn't get a, didn't talk about that when I was talking about all the things that were going on in the offseason. But he is not going to be playing this year, um, which is a huge blow to Golden State, a huge blow to basketball fans. Um, and yeah, just a huge blow um, for the league as a whole. It's just, yeah, it couldn't have, like, Clay Thompson, everybody loves Clay Thompson. Um, he is a player that just nobody really ever has a bad word to say about him. So that's that's a huge disappointment. And this matchup would have been a lot better had he been healthy and ready to go. I think Draymond Green is going to be playing in this game. Um, Steph Curry looks like his former self um, based on the couple of preseason games that I've seen. But again, he's going to be going against probably the best team or at least the most talented teams on paper in the East. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then not too much to say about the Clippers and the Lakers. There's, I mean, you're taking probably the two most talented teams in the West and maybe the league. Maybe LA, the Clippers could be as talented as the Brooklyn Nets. But again, they really have some serious chemistry issues that they need to work out. I think if they were able to do that, that team could really come together and be very, very dangerous. And then looking to the Wednesday games, my Detroit Pistons have their opener against the Minnesota Timberwolves, hoping for a win. Um, but I don't know what Detroit was doing in the offseason during free agency, but it was wild. Um, completely blew up the roster. We'll have to see what happens there. Um, Derek Rose is back and had a great year last year, and Blake Griffin is back from injury. Hopefully he can play at the level he was playing at a few years ago for us. But we have a very young team now and not really expecting too much from this, them this year. Uh, the Pistons drafted Killian Hayes um, with the seventh pick in the draft. And so far during the preseason, again, he's only 19 years old. But during the preseason, he has looked pretty atrocious. So I'm hoping, again, once he gets some game reps in and starts playing more, Hopefully he gets in the rhythm of the NBA game and is able to play at a high level, but we'll see. The two big games for Wednesday are the two nationally televised ones. The Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Boston Celtics. Again, Milwaukee is looking pretty similar to last year, um, except for one big trade that they pulled. Um, I didn't get into that either, um, but Drew Holiday has joined uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and they got rid of Bledsoe and a few other pieces as well, including George Hill, who is definitely a veteran presence in the locker room. So we'll see what happens there. The Boston Celtics look like they're going to be without Kemba Walker at the beginning of the season. Um, but they have an amazing young core in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. So I don't think they're going to have any issues and then the 10:30 game. Oh boy, I don't know if I'll be staying up for that one. But the 10:30 ESPN game is the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns. That was actually the other big um, move this season that I didn't talk about during the off-season piece. But the Phoenix Suns did pick up Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and uh, Phoenix could be pretty good. Um, they're definitely going to be in playoff contention. I think what they showed in the bubble where they went undefeated and there was no real way in that system that they were going to make the playoffs. They had a very slim chance of making it, even if they did go undefeated. And yeah, they didn't make it. But DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, that's a pretty good three right there. 
So definitely expect good things from them. And then Dallas is pretty much just running it back. Um, you have Luca, who very, very well could be the MVP at the end of the season. Um, the way he was playing in the bubble and at the end of the uh, the end of the season before it was suspended, so like March-ish, February, March, um, he was playing at an incredible level. So we'll see. But I definitely, if I had to pick an MVP candidate so far for this year, or my MVP favorite, I should say, I would definitely go with Luca. Um, so those are the first two days of games. And then ne- on next Thursday's podcast, which is going to air on Christmas Eve, again, we'll see how many of you guys... <laughs> <laughs> tune into that one uh maybe you will i don't know it's going to be a pretty boring christmas eve for a lot of people so maybe you'll tune in but i'll be going over some of the christmas day games um breaking down some recaps of the tuesday and wednesday games as well so now i want to get just into a little uh formatting talk a little bit about the formatting of the quarter by quarter podcast moving forward um so In each episode, I'm going to talk about the big NBA news, the NBA storylines that happened during the week. I'm also going to give some game recaps of the big games and also look ahead to some of the games that you're looking forward to. That doesn't mean that these are going to be the only three segments moving forward and the only three things that I talk about. But I think the goal of the podcast is if you're an avid NBA fan, a big NBA fan, I want you to tune in. But then also, if you're an NBA fan who just kind of watches a game here or there, and you just want a podcast to listen to, to kind of get an overview of what happened for the week, I'm hoping that the Quarter by Quarter podcast is that as well. So there are new episodes of the podcast, again, that are going to air on Spotify and Apple iTunes every Thursday at one o'clock. Thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode for the new NBA season, and I look forward to talking to you guys next Thursday.